We have vests. We're geared up. Mm-hmm. We've been trained. This guy goes in and confronts these individuals that have not been searched, that we don't know have or have not have weapons, and he does it with no vest, no helmet, no nothing by himself. Mm. Yeah. That guy is tactic. Absolutely. That guy is a stud. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back. X5 Podcast. Happy Wednesday morning. Coming at you guys. Make sure, please, like and subscribe. Comment below. We have got a super, super interesting episode for you guys this morning. So, Charlie, before we get started, I want to unpack a couple of things right quick, if I can. Sure. So, as most of you know, we just released an episode here recently with investigative journalist Chris Hansen. So, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that episode, we're going to put a link for it in the description. I highly recommend that you go check that out. What you probably don't know is that in the process of getting Chris here to do uh, that particular episode... Uh, we had had some telephone conversations, and he had let me know that he had been interested for a while about doing some of his predator investigations in the state of Alabama. And if any of y'all know us here at X5, we like to get things done. <laughs> so we were able to put Chris in touch with uh, the Blunt County Sheriff and the Genesee Ghost Team with Blunt County Sheriff so that they could uh, set up the very first Take a Seat with Chris Hansen episode here in the state of Alabama. And with that being said, I'd like to introduce our guests for today, if we can. Introduce them. Yeah, okay, let's go. So, all right. So first... We've got from the Blunt County Sheriff's Office, we've got Chief Deputy uh, Brian Witt in the house with us. Uh, secondly, we've got Blunt County Sheriff from right here in Alabama, Mr. Mark Moon with us. Mark, hey, thanks. Hey. Okay. And we also have in the house today, he was the founder of the Genesee County Ghost Team, and he works with Chris on most of his investigations. We have Genesee County Sheriff Chris Swanson in the house. Nice. What up? What's going on? <laughs> and last but not least, in studio once again. Drum roll. There we go. We've got 10-time Emmy Award winning to catch a predator, take a seat with Chris Hansen, the one and only Mr. Chris Hansen. Well, it's good to be here with this distinguished group. (laughs) I appreciate it. Couldn't do my work without you guys. Glad you're here, man. It's a pleasure to have you back. Well, thank you very much. I tell you, it was a a great experience. As you know, uh, Sheriff Swanson and I have collaborated, and I've been allowed to embed with the ghost team, the Genesee Human Oppression uh, strike team and, and uh, sheriff can tell you all about that, but uh, they've done some amazing work and really written the book on some of this involving human trafficking and, and these predator operations. And so, when we're able to connect, you know, Sheriff Swanson with Sheriff Moon and do this operation, it was uh, pretty stunning. And this is not new for you, no. A lot of the connections are made because good people find good people. Right. I like that. So yeah. I so I have a question for for both of you. So how did the ghost team and these investigations go from an idea to what they are today? Mm-hmm. Well, first Chris Hansen started doing it before it was cool. Right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, he owns that real estate. But I used to do international operations 2017 in Mexico and Haiti, and it was in Haiti 2017 that uh I was doing a role uh, as an undercover CEO coming to build a party out and 
we're going to have a bunch of kids and have the predators and the traffickers bring them. And we were doing this. And before I actually deployed that night, I was thinking to myself, man, if it's happening here, it's got to be happening in Flint. Right. And so it was like a pivot moment, a, uh, a trigger that when I got done with that op, I went back to the sheriff's office. And at the time I was the number two guy. And I said, we need to form a, a specific team, a predator uh, proactive team. And that was what started ghost in May of 2018. Wow. And uh, we've arrested over 200 predators, never lost a case, never lost a confession, never lost a trial. We've never lost a motion. Wow. We are the, uh, we're on the team, the brand of human trafficking protectors. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. How, how did you and Chris form such a good bond? Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great story because during, uh, the pandemic and after the George Floyd situation, right, right. Sheriff Swanson was on duty and there was a march in Flint and Flint is in Genesee County right. where, where uh, he's the sheriff. And he actually got off of the sheriff's truck and took off his gear and marched with the protesters yeah. peacefully and it made world headlines. Mm. So during the pandemic, I was doing a, a a show on YouTube and twice a week, because that's how we were doing television in those days. Right. And I had reached out to the Genesee County Sheriff's office to get Sheriff Swanson on my show, which we did. And then I said, well, I'll shoot up there and, and see you one day or we'll have coffee or lunch sure. or whatever. And, and we started talking about me embedding with what the ghost team was doing and wow. so for the last three years, really, we've been doing that and, and spreading the word about this very important work. But Charlie, I got to tell you that there's another fun fact about that interaction <laughs> that I had with him that he didn't say. When George Floyd was murdered and we did all that, that yeah. moment where we turned him from, from anger and, and, and just pure rage into, hey, let's do something different. It reached 3.2 billion people in 24 hours. And wow. I was doing interviews around the world. And when I got my list that day, and I was doing 15 to 18 a day, they said, hey, Chris Hansen. And I had heard the name. We'd never met. And I'm doing the interview, and there's a little tripod on my desk, and I'm just talking. And you know, journalists are sneaky. Right. You know, they're tricky. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you always got to watch the last question. And that's what really opened up our relationship. He uh, said at the end, after we got done talking, he goes, so what else do you have going on? And I said, well, we fight human trafficking, and boom. That was the wow. key that led us to where we are now. And when you meet people, and I just told you this when I met you, Charlie, for the first right. time, when you meet people as a cop for three decades now, I can instantly tell good, bad, yeah. really quickly. And uh, Chris Hansen's a good dude. He is. He is. Honestly, it's like me and my wife has been absolutely binge watching uh, <laughs> Takedown. Okay. And great, great show. But it's like uh, you two and the... Um, not to take anything away from anybody else or whatever, but um, you two especially have such great chemistry together in the interviews, as well as the sheriff of Polk County in Florida. Grady Judd, yeah. Grady Judd. Who I've known um, for 40 years now. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting to watch um, you guys kind of work together, do that, because it just works. It clicks, you know. And uh, I was so excited for Sheriff Moon there, um, that part of the – that part of the show, the sit down and the, and the after the interview and stuff. And I thought, man, I honestly, kudos to you. I thought you did fantastic. <laughs> uh, when I was 
I appreciate it. I really didn't know what to expect, even though I also had been binge watching uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the the episodes and things from right. not just from True Blue, but going back through YouTube and you know watching all the stuff that. Uh, and I'm just going to be transparent here, Mister Hanson. <laughs> I didn't know who you were. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's no, right. chief. So, you do now, now, and that's what counts. Exactly. Yeah. But now, Chief <laughs> Chief Deputy Witt, on the other hand, yeah. uh, he knew exactly who you were. So when Charlie called me that right. day. To come over and and so I could get introduced to you, uh, Chief was. You, I mean, yeah, you almost tell. had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to hold oh, him sorry. down. You know, all of his excitement. And uh, in fact, when we got back to the office that day, he said, "Man, I was just standing beside him, thinking, I can't believe I'm standing listening to his voice." <laughs> That's true. Uh, kind but, of felt weird in a way too, like. Uh, you know, you're like maybe you were in trouble. That's like I see it. I told I told when I came for those interviews here at the after right. this thing was over, and I sat down with him. I said, uh, you know, there's two things in my life that I never, especially since I've been watching his shows, that I didn't right. want to hear. I didn't want to hear my mom and dad say they were disappointed in me. Yeah, and I didn't want to hear Chris Chris Hansen say, "Take a seat." Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but but no. So whenever the show really kind of took off, it was like early 2000s, right? Didn't that yeah, was, uh, 2004, 2005. I did. So yeah. I was. I mean, I'm still in the National Guard, but I was, you know, really military all the time during that time frame and deployed to Iraq and different things like that. So I didn't watch a lot of TV. We watched a lot of movies. Yeah. That's what you do in the Army when you're deployed. Right. Uh, but I just didn't watch a lot of TV. So, um, so I, you know, apologize for not to. Not a problem at all. <laughs> but, uh, but I absolutely know who you are now. That's a fact. Well, you know, it's interesting because when you think about spreading the word on human trafficking and, and because – this problem isn't going away. No. And the sheriffs both know this. And so in my mind, the best defense is to create awareness and a dialogue that gets parents' attention, and that's your first line of defense. Correct. And, you know, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, and it will be 20 years in March that we did the very first investigation in Bethpage, Long Island, mm. If we'd still be doing them, I would have said, there's no way. We'll do this two or three times, and nobody's going to show up. <laughs> but here we are in Blunt County, Alabama, yeah. just weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we had two, we had three guys show up in two days. That's right. Yep. And, and a and, lot. And many more probably yeah. out there wanting to come. Well, you said, I think if, uh, Sheriff Moon, you can correct me if I'm wrong, at one point they had, what, 30 to 40 people on the hook? In the chat conversations? I know there was over 153 conversations right. with potential predators at one point. Wow. Well, yeah. And doesn't, that doesn't include the inter, the, the chat room. So it's just the conversations. With right. The, they chatted over, over 200 people. Yeah. Two of my chatters. Hey, That's my wife saying. is back there. Hey, come on in here and sit in this seat. <laughs> come on. Get in here. Now, now you're going to make me look stupid. If <laughs> hey, real quick. I, I do have a quick question while, while Casey's coming in here. Um, I do have a quick question for you guys. I was absolutely blown away. Um, you know, Chris has been doing this so long, uh, very good at his, at his craft. But then to see Sheriff Swanson's team, Ghost Team, it, it was like watching an assembly line. The, the those that that team is so pro and so put together, and and it is amazing to sit back and watch them work because they're. They they go through all this so much that they they already know. Okay, well this is probably going to happen, so we'll be ready on this side or blah blah blah. It, it was just unbelievable, and and Andy and all the and, and, and the people up there just were a joy to be around, and an absolute just it was an honor to watch them work. You've done a 
what you've done they're with that fantastic. team is unbelievable. They are absolutely fantastic. Seriously. So absolutely. I'll, I'll tell you this, though. Being a viewer watching the show and then being in the background, seeing all the moving parts, like Charlie was saying, like how technical and how they're on top of this and on top of that, it, he, it's just – it's. It, your mind just can't comprehend yeah. how all those things are going on at the same time from start to finish. And it, it, he, he's right. It's incredible. What you see on the show is absolutely just tiny compared to what actually happens. Yeah. I mean, though, and, and again, Sheriff, just going back to your, your people, mm. how super professional they were, how obviously very experienced and trained uh, they, they were amazing. And we had, we've had several conversations since those guys left and, uh, not just me and the chief, but the all the team that worked with them, just just blown away by by how awesome it was to be a part of uh, or to to work with those guys because they were, um, I mean, extremely just top yeah. notch. Yeah, and, we didn't want them and to go helped back. us walk through. <laughs> yeah, helped. I mean, I, like I've said, you know, they had to hold our hand through this. We've never done this before. Uh, and again, just like we said, what we see on your show uh, is is just. You know, a minor part right. of what actually goes on, and so for them to walk us through every single step and to talk, even from the briefing. I mean, they as soon as Andy came in, he wanted to sit down with with my lieutenant and go through the the briefing and how that was going to go and go through the details of of everything that you should uh, plan for when it comes to some kind any kind of op, really. And it was just. Really amazing watching those guys just – I mean, it was like when they came in, it was almost like they were an immediate part of our family and just jailed yeah. right together. There's a reason why you have to be that way, and, and national stats will, will prove this, that one predator held accountable saves the lives of 25 future victims. Wow. So in Blount County, you save 75 future victims. Amen. Wow. That's amazing. And when you think about our operation when it started, and I met with the team, I said, we're going to run it like a pilot does a check before they fly. Every detail, no matter how monotonous it is, will be run exactly the same for every operation. Wow. Because we don't have the ability, we don't have the, um, the liberty to lose any of these cases. So when we started, we brought in the prosecutor, the DA, we made sure we met all the elements and we became experts, not perfect, yeah. but we became experts. And when you do this over and over, and I built the team out to, to make sure that at any point we can plug somebody in and plug somebody out, that we didn't even miss a beat. Because these people, and you saw from the private investigator, the guy that did the counter surveillance, right. Right. they're just as good as we are. And if you're going to have light and dark, one of them is going to exist and the other one is not. And we won't give up the darkness. And so those methodologies, those ideologies, they are taught every operation there's never one that's the you know normal. We do the same briefings, the same intro videos. We do the same playbooks that was sent to you. But I tell you, it's got to start with the sheriff. Yeah. If Sheriff Moon didn't want it and yeah. didn't listen to his chief deputy, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> it's got to start from the top, and it yes. can only be a sheriff. We well, had you know we had honestly a lot of nerves. Yeah, yeah. We were all very nervous. Yeah. Um, for reasons that we you could have told it, but <laughs> we were we we're all just nervous about, um, you know, how it'll go from start to finish, including all the way to the end. And, you know, even whenever we first got here for the very first day of the op, I think all of us were really kind of sitting on pins and needles, not knowing what 
exactly to expect. And it was kind of like I I used this analogy when we were here that day. It's a lot like football. I was a football player, you know, and you could be standing there in your gear, ready to go, nervous, Mm -hmm. all these butterflies. And then as soon as you make contact, it's like those butterflies are gone and it's game Mm -hmm. on. And that's kind of how it was with this op was that we were all not knowing what to expect, very nervous, even though we'd seen the shows and we'd talked to Chris Hansen and we'd talked to your guys and we were all uh, aware of a lot of things, we were still just really nervous because we'd never done this before. Yeah. But as soon as that first knock at the door uh, happened and people started uh, moving, places real. started moving and people yeah. started moving and, and handcuffs went on, it was uh, it was real. And uh, <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter how many times I do this. And I've come face to face with, you know, going on 600 of these guys. Wow. And I still have my heart in my throat every time. And you have to, just like, you know, Sheriff Swanson talks about the briefing and right. the detail, and this is how we do it, and this is what is done. All the sheriff's departments I work with do the same thing. And you have to be that way. And if you're not on your toes, if you're not paying attention, if you don't do the homework, then other things can happen that yeah. you don't want to have right. happen. You've got to be on your game because there are a lot of moving parts here. You think you know mm-hmm. about this guy, but as we saw with one of the alleged predators who showed up in this sting, he had a, a handgun. He had a pistol yeah. with him. Now, sure. he didn't brandish it. He didn't threaten me. We didn't even know about it until he told your deputies yeah. and detectives that he had it, and it was quickly you know, neutralized, and, and that was the end of it. But still... My thought is, okay, say we're not here. Right. It's not Genesee Ghost Team. It's not Blunt County Sheriff. It's not Chris Hansen. And there is a teenage girl, and this guy does have a gun, and it doesn't go his way. Then what happens? That's right. Mm-hmm. And it's then you're, then you're right now. investigating the case. Yes. It's happening as we do this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Somewhere in America. Absolutely. Yeah. You're 100% right. So after the first one went down, you could see the nerves just yeah. leave you guys yeah. and, and your guys and your team. And like I said, Andy and everyone from Ghost and working together just seamlessly. What did your guys take out of this experience as far as, I guess, we all know it's going on around the world, but it's different when you realize it's right here in your backyard. That's right. So And nobody's immune from it. I tell you, the... Uh, the guys who worked the the op with us, all of the <clears throat> all of my deputies that worked, they uh, just like we were nervous before we got started. Yeah. But after it was over, the the lessons that we learned, we uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, the process, mm-hmm. and everybody kind of came to the same conclusion that uh, we're in a place in the country, small place, small town Alabama, where. People don't think this kind of stuff happens. And there were a lot of eyes opened that Mm -hmm. uh, I think there there were maybe have even been some naysayers, maybe some doubters that didn't think that we would either not come in contact or that this Mm -hmm. would be a problem. And, you know, a lot of the folks that um, are the deputies that work this, they realize just how important this is. And now every one of them is excited about doing it again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I haven't talked to anybody that worked with us on this on this operation that's not looking forward to the next one they're they're extremely excited and so we're really looking forward to we're actually going up to 
Michigan uh, in a few weeks. Uh, the chief and I and you're invited, Charlie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm serious. Awesome. Come on, brother. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> we uh, and then uh, my Thank lieutenant, you. who's over yeah. investigations, we're coming up there. Yeah. Uh, something else that we I want to talk to you about later about his uh, ignite program, yeah. uh, and then get to actually be a part of and and be in, be with you on your next on that next sting. And so, uh, because again, we I, I'm a been a military guy, and also my chief deputy's marine. We we all believe in training. You know, training makes you better. And, you know, that to us, we're taking that and we'll also Lieutenant Long as a Marine mm-hmm. as well. Uh, we're, we're going up there with the intentions of we're going up there to get trained and we're going up there to learn from the subject matter right. experts so that we that we can get better, so that we yeah. can improve our foxhole, so that we can make things um, um, it run smoother for us, but also so that we can uh, make sure that everything is – uh, I dotted T crossed and and so that we have we want to have the same reputation that you guys have about not losing the case. We don't want to lose these That's cases. Right. You know, we want to not just arrest these people, put them on TV. We want to prosecute them because you're yeah. right, they are a danger to our uh to our society and you know, that's one of the things that I've kind of been uh I've, I've really been kind of talking it up uh to our community and and really kind of making it um, you know, mm-hmm. getting on Facebook and, and talking about it, putting out mm-hmm. uh, on my on my website, putting out uh, you know media releases and press releases and things because right. I want people to understand that that yes, we are small town Alabama, but we've got some serious crime that needs to be addressed. And I use the word proactive. I think you said it a while ago. I'm yeah. not sure, but somebody I, I used that word proactive probably ten times in my first video that I did because I want people to understand I am absolutely sick and tired of being reactive to any crime, but specifically crimes against mm-hmm. children. Yeah. And I have tried to make um, everybody understand that we, we're we going after these predators. We're not going to s- sit and wait for a deputy to take a report and then right. push it up to my child investigator for him to have to launch an investigation. I want to absolutely attack these predators because 75 people – could be potential victims or saved from being assaulted. I, I love you said that. And, 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 and hear me out on this, guys. No crime. You know, I, what I'm about to say probably gets some flag, but <clears throat> to me, that is that is the most, e- even over drugs and this and that, uh, which I also I'm completely against, but but to, to harm a child, mm-hmm. what, what else – Worse is there. Jesus even said yeah. that anybody that causes one of these young ones to sin, right. it's better to have a millstone tied around their neck and drown. That's right. So even our Savior said that you don't hurt children. Yeah. You absolutely, we must do everything we can to protect our children. And I, 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 I think agree. that he instills that in most of us, you mm-hmm. know, to to want to protect the innocent. Uh, and, and that's, <clears throat> to me, got to be top priority. And I want to address something real quick if I can mm-hmm. about drugs. Mm-hmm. I've got several friends. I mentioned this to Chris Hansen during our interview. There are several people that I know. I, I try really hard mm-hmm. to help people in the jail, sure. um, people who are in addiction to uh, yeah. to do whatever they can to fight it, send them to rehab, help, help them in any way we can to sure. get them off of that stuff. And I've got several friends that, uh, that I'm close to now that used to be addicts. And mm-hmm. the um, overwhelming majority of drug addicts had some kind of sexual trauma in their life really? when they were a child. And they'll tell you that. And I, I had a conversation with a lady today, Ms. Trance, I'd love to share this, share this uh, 
um, voicemail that I got with you. And I asked this lady if I could introduce you to to her. And she, sure. said, she said, sure, she'd love that. She left me a vo- after the sting and after we'd done our our press releases, she called and left a voicemail on my on my phone, just squalling, you know, talking about how she had taken in a child who had uh, just went through this long story about mm-hmm. how uh, uh, her family had been sexually assaulted and sexually abused and and physically abused, and so she took in one of the kids, and um, you know, I was telling her that same story about how people who are typically addicted to drugs had some kind of sexual trauma in their life and it comes from a parent or a step parent right. or an adult that comes in their house a lot. And uh, so I would really love for you. I, when I talked to her today, I called her. I said, look, I've, I've waited for a week to call you because every time I listen to your voicemail, I cry like a baby. So <laughs> I said, I'm going to, I needed some time to be able to swallow that so that you wouldn't yeah. sure. you know, hear the sheriff crying on the <clears> phone <throat> or whatever. But uh, anyway, I, I hope that one day you can. Uh, Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, you talk about, you know, victims knowing their their predators but with the internet now yeah you know when i was growing up and i'm probably the senior man in this room we were told don't talk to strangers good advice then good advice now the problem is and we see this front and center in these investigations the guy who's a stranger on wednesday is so adept at grooming as your chatters, your decoys know, that they're not a stranger by Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. And they worm their way into children's lives. And and we saw it in the chats in this investigation. You know, they they talk down. They they talk at a level they think is acceptable to a teenage girl. And then they show up, you know, knowing what they're going to do. Yeah, this one fellow showed up and he turns, he brings his his, uh, whiskey Mm -hmm. and he turns to the refrigerator (laughs) To put ice in his glass, and meantime, your uh, deputy has left, and, and I have come out there, and I said, you know, what what are you making for a drink there? And he just about jumps out of his Scared skin, him and, to death, and the yeah. ice cubes come out of the glass. And But this guy was built. This is the guy who claimed to have been a private investigator and done all the background on the house. You could have whipped the, him, the though. You could have whipped you his tail. Well, I had a, a, I had a strong great, boy. You know, that's what everybody always says. Said, boy, boy, aren't you afraid? I said, do you know who's behind the, the door on the walls? I said, that guy had to have about, he had one attempted punch in before this team would be rescuing yeah. me. You know? There's no greater uh, There's no greater challenge in front of you that you don't have a greater power behind you. That's yes, it. exactly right. That's, that's exactly well, right. Well, the, the problem today, though, that you guys have to combat like you said, when you when and even when I was young, it was don't talk to strangers. But now you've got, you've got, you've got, you've got all these outlets for people to right. do this on. It's just it seems like it would be just a never ending battle trying to keep. I can't up even with all keep that. up. I, I'm sure your team's the same way. It's hard to keep up with it. A new well, app comes out every month, right? right. I mean, and it's global. That's <laughs> yeah. why we've changed. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, Sheriff, Ghost can be adopted. To any team in a country. We want that to be the brand. So yeah. instead of Genesee, we've changed it to Global Human Oppression Strike Team. Okay. So ghosts can be taken by Blunt County. And, that. hey, and that's- right, hey, so what you're telling me is, is the same thing that every sheriff in Alabama has told me is that I can steal it. You can steal hey. it. <laughs> you can steal it. I think it's it's growing the brand. I, I see is. what you're saying. Yeah. And it's, and it, and it's also – some education and certain ways to go about doing things that comes with that brand. So that's that's great. Yeah, when every time we sheriffs in Alabama get together, especially at the new sheriffs conference that we have every four years, you start talking to these new sheriffs about you know you don't really know what you're getting into kind of right. thing. And uh, uh, some of the older sheriffs even told me when I was brand new, they said, "Look, you see something we're doing, you like plagiarize it. We don't care. That's right. Just take it yeah. to fight human trafficking. It takes education, mm. which is what we're doing here." 
awareness, which is what we're doing here, the actual enforcement, which is what ghost is, and then the aftercare. Because not everything that we're doing is rescuing uh, people, uh, but it's also the proactive. But when we do rescue, what do you do with them? These people have been sexed 20, 30 times a day. Mm-hmm. No days off, no holidays. And when you rescue them and they have STDs, they have physical trauma, emotional trauma, psychological trauma. What do you do with that? I mean, just before the show, I'm, I'm dealing with uh, an incident that involves a 15-year-old from our county and a predator from Georgia. And he convinced this kid to send a masturbation video to this guy. Now he's sextorting him to send more. Oh, yeah. And so when you look at why would I come down here to Birmingham and then drive up to Blount County is because my people drive here. Because the predators could be here. The predators could be in Flint. Your victims could be from here. The victims. That's why there's no walls. And I appreciate you using your platform. I appreciate Chris. And I want to tell you, he won't say this, but you know, when we are that team behind you, we have vests, we're geared up, mm-hmm. we've been trained. This guy goes in and confronts these individuals that have not been searched, that we don't know have or have not have weapons, and he does it with no vest, no helmet, no nothing by himself. Mm. Yeah. That guy is tactic. Absolutely. That guy is a stud. <laughs> how he, how, he's, he's like herding. Well, he's like a. <clears throat> you, you can tell he he comes at the right angles. He knows what to say, right. To disarm them. As a I say, bit. you know, you do something for forty, forty two years, you start to get okay at it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I've been in some tight spots before, but you know, it's one of those things where you hope at least they're just as afraid of you as you are. Of them. Right. And if you if you can maintain control of the situation. It doesn't always work, and not not everybody talks, but the vast majority do talk. And I think it, it's because they're either caught and they don't know what the hell is going on and they're, they're scrambling to try to figure out a way out of this. Or right. more often, and we saw this in one of the last ghost operations, guy walks in and says, before I can speak, you're Chris Hansen. <laughs> I said, How'd you know? I watch the shows all the time. I listen to the podcast. I said, well, wait, 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 wait. You watch the shows. <laughs> You know, on True Blue, on, on NBC before that, and you listen to the podcast, and you still showed up. Mm. And it goes back to what a lot of people think, and I agree with this. This is an addiction. It's a compulsion. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And it's often fed by porn addictions, child porn addictions, and then they get to the point where they have to fulfill this fantasy. It's like a heroin addict. Yeah. They know there's a 20% chance... There's fentanyl in the heroin, but they're going to roll the dice because they want the heroin. Right. These guys know there's a 20% chance it's going to be Sheriff Swanson, Sheriff Moon, Chris Hansen, mm-hmm. any number of sheriffs. But they're going to roll the dice, and they're going to show up. And, and I don't think this is going to win. I joke with my my uh, partners at True Blue, my streaming network, uh, who put together Takedown, the show. And I, and I said, you know, maybe one day nobody will show up. Mm. I said, I would love to do a cooking show <laughs> in Italy or my, my Scandinavian homeland. Wine tasting or it would something. Be great. But I don't think that's in my near term future. <laughs> Going back to that 20%, you know, it's obvious and you see it in people's chat logs whenever they're asking sure. or saying, you're the police. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll even, 
talk back and forth. You're, yeah. the po- you're the police, aren't you? Yeah. And well, no, he, he gets mentioned by name in the chats. <laughs> yeah. you, you'll hear, you tell Chris did, Hansen yeah. we said hello. Yeah. And it, it happens to Donald Polk. I said, you know, is this a Chris I can't Hansen wait to see. I can't wait to see some chatter say, uh, I am not coming up there so Mark Moon can put me in jail. <laughs> it's going to happen. Wait for that. It's going yeah, to happen. happen. Well, you know, we talk about how, you know, Chris has just this awe in getting them to sit down. And the one that you're talking about in the investigation that we did here with the with the big guy who brought the crown apple, we were in here watching it on a screen and we were all taking bets when he walked in. He's like, oh, he's going to bolt. He's going to oh, bolt. I knew he was going to He's going to bolt. And he's, yeah. he looked like he was going to. And Chris was like, you need to sit down. And finally he walked over. He's like, ah, he, was he did it again. He was cocky. He was just like that. I, I Again, going back to me looking your shows up and stuff. And I, I don't. Don't tell anybody because I know this is not a nationally syndicated show or anything. But just a hundred thousand, yeah. <laughs> but I went back and was watching your stuff, and I saw the the, the, the South Park one. You know, where, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Cartman's like walking out, and he's like, "Have a seat, have a seat," and he starts walking backwards. He's like, "How does he do that?" <laughs> and that's kind of like what you're talking about is yep. that you know he he had an opportunity to leave, but Chris Hansen was like, "Why don't you go and have a seat? Why don't you go and have a seat?" And he, he have a well, seat. they're they're going down. to try to. You know, they've thought about this on the way over. Yeah. And you know the criminal mind. You know the criminal mind. If they get caught, they've got to say something. So on the way over, knowing what they're doing is evil, wrong, and illegal, predatory, they're going to have an excuse prepared. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I knew this was you, or I was just checking oh, yeah. out the girl. I've heard them all. But but they have this all set up in their mind, and and then they'll they'll either try to justify it, explain their way out of it, or they'll deflect Right. And defer responsibility. Well, she said, well, they wanted me to come over or, you know, she talked about sex. Well, no, these are very controlled situations. The predator makes the first conduct, contact. The predator raises the specter of sex. The predator is aware that he's dealing with an underage person. Those things are locked in, which is why the prosecutions of these cases are often accomplished and set up in the chat. The fact that they show up, the fact that I interview them, the fact that your detectives interview them, that's icing on the cake. Right, that's right. But the crime is committed online before they even show up. The, these people, and Jeff will, Jeff will probably have more to chime in on this. I'm not a psychology major. He is. But the psychology of these guys are all so similar. Now, some are more intelligent than others and a little more catty with how they go about trying to do things. But they all have a prefabbed alibi. Right, mm-hmm. they're all you know uh, battling. They know what's wrong. They're still doing it. They they're all uh, even in the chats. Um, how they talk? They're very vulgar, very this or that. Oh and man, they have that that little. Well, they're piece. probing. They, yes. they, they, if if they yes. can get this child to engage in this conversation that is graphic, yeah, then that makes it acceptable because he or she is familiar with these sexual acts, and so right. that. Is the green light for them? Like I told cases. you in, in your in our interview, I told you I, goes back to what you're saying, Charlie. I can't believe some of the conversations some of these people have right. with what they believe to be 13 year old, 14 year old, oh, 15 sick. year old children. Some of the stuff they say, I'm like, I don't even know what that is. You know, yeah. like, what are you talking about? Why would you talk to a 13 year old like you know? And, um, and it's crazy how they think that that's normal. I don't I don't understand. We it. we watched one last night. Like I said, we've been binge watching. Okay. And uh, me, me and my wife here, and we watched one last night, and it was the first time I'd heard this one. The guy you could tell was a complete narcissist, compulsive liar. The guy that came, he, he was trying to look for his sister. Oh, yeah. The that guy? was in Genesee County. Yeah. That he, was, yeah. He had claimed that um, 
his sister went missing mm-hmm. and he was searching for her online and thought yeah. maybe that this profile would match that of the sister. I said, well, how old's your sister? Uh, Didn't know. 30s. <laughs> 30s. I said, well, the person you're talking to online clearly said they were 15. Mm-hmm. And and so again, he had right. this excuse mm-hmm. be prepared. Well, well, it's a psych. Well, you're talking about the psychology of it. Yeah, it's they're looking for validation. They're looking for somebody on that other line. That chat doesn't matter if it's a 19 year old, a 13 year old, a 12 year old. They're looking for validation, and once they get that validation in their mind, it makes it okay. And so, but they still, in the back of their mind, know it's not okay. So while, like you said, on the way there, it's it's the the chaos of getting caught. So they try to backpedal and blame everybody but themselves for what they've done because in their head, it's not their fault because this person on the other line of this chat validated that this is okay. That's right. It's men that aren't men. They have a very low self-esteem. You know, a lot of these people, women, you know, primarily wouldn't, I don't think, give them the time of day. They really would if they would try, but they're so narcissist and this and that, but also having low self-esteem. I, I feel they prey on people on, on younger people like that because they think they don't know any better. Um, and that's just my kind of synopsis of it, but I don't know. I, I think it's a very sick, sick thing. And I know it makes me feel better. Like when, when this went down, um, with Blunt County and ghost and, and, and Chris Hansen, it, that night I had a little bit, when I, when I went to bed, I had a little bit of peace. I said, okay, there's there's less there's a few less people like that like you said every every one is twenty five and, and which that's huge so seventy five people were saved because of what you've done what you've done what you guys have done in those past two days much less you know Chris is Chris Hansen's been doing this so long the people you have single handedly saved is unbelievable these people need to realize like. As technology, they think they can get around stuff or they think they're smarter than the law by wording things or whatever. It's not going to happen. It's well, not look work. at what this guy did. You know, <clears throat> you know the, the guy who claimed to be a private investigator. Yeah. He took a picture of the decoy, ran it through what he called facial recognition, which we Google, don't know how, Google yeah, imaging. Google imaging. Yeah. He had looked up on county records the house and found mm-hmm. the previous owner. And, and claimed that the match of his facial recognition was to that of the daughter of the previous owner of the house where we did the sting and that the daughter was 26. So that made it okay. <laughs> you know, no reference to the fact that the decoy yeah. made it very clear she was 15 and the rest of it. But he fussed around for hours right. and hours and hours. But why did he do all that? Even a fake name too, by the way. But yeah. why, why did yeah. he do all that? Why did he have all those countermeasures? Because he knew he did something wrong. And? He's he an arsonist. And? A piece of sh- This ain't his first time. <laughs> right, 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 right. This right. guy became an expert You're right. of being a deviant. You're yeah. exactly right. A and degenerate. you'll never know the real people that he raped. Yeah. And how old they were and what he's done. Well, for yeah, a guy like him, true. you know what Charlie was saying about all the different things. For a guy like him watching how he tried to talk to you and then even, it was it's a control thing. You know, I think it's a control thing for a guy like that. He wanted Absolutely. to be snotty. He thought he could come come over and could control an underage yeah. female for a sexual encounter. Well, also, already on social media, I'm hearing strangers are reaching out 
about these guys in this sting in Blunt County, Alabama. So people have taken the time out of their day mm. to find Chris Hansen on whatever social media platform and to send a lengthy note referencing allegations surrounding some of these guys. Oh, really? And yeah. so now, you know, the sheriff's getting these reports too. <laughs> and they're wow. under investigation. Now, you know, we need to sort through it and figure out what's real and mm -hmm. what may not be. But the fact that within days of these episodes airing, mm -hmm. and somebody actually asked me, is this next episode this guy, which it was, <laughs> and she had a whole lot to say about it. Is that uh, right? Wow. See, a lot of our operations, they lead into real people that were assaulted that now when the boogeyman's been caught and identified, yeah. Yeah. they have the courage to come forward. That's right. That's right. why we do the press releases. That's why we do the pictures. Without demonizing them, they still have a right to go through their trial. But we know that there's other victims out there likely and that they can come forward. And I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Right. So these spinoffs are vital. That's a whole new... like. And, and how many times has a guy told me... It's his first time. He's never done it before. Every oh, time? every, yeah. Every, <laughs> every time, episode. Yeah. yeah. Every episode. And how many times do you think they're telling me the truth? Zero. Never. By yeah. the way, don't uh, don't assume that it's just men, by the way. Oh, There's yeah, evil yeah. women that we have uh, arrested that no have such been part thing. of the network. Uh, we have male-female couples that want to have sex with a 12, 13, 14-year-old. Wow. One of our first operations in 2018 was a male-female, and uh, he had a two-year-old, and she had a six-month-old, mm. and- she, the girlfriend, was allowing him to have sex with a six-month-old oh because gosh. she was filming it and they were monetizing it. And that's what happened. Oh Once we did the ghost op, that peeled that layer back. And that's what we found. And they're in prison wow. today. Wow. Yeah. Well, what about in this investigation that we're talking about, the guy who called in who was going to bring his 11-year-old son to meet the deacon or to meet the who they appear to be an underage female. He's going to bring his 11 year old son to have a sexual encounter with him and an underage girl. So it's like, un this is unbelievable. The phone call was chilling. Yes. And to this day, we're not exactly clear as to what the situation really was. But the scenario was yeah. a guy who was a trucker from California who was traveling cross country with his 11 year old son and he wanted to hire this 15 year old for sex and he was willing to give her $3,000. Yep. And so the deputy or the detective who is posing as the girl is listening to this and I'm listening and the crew's rolling and we're all trying to sort through what this is. And is this somebody really going to show up or what's happening here? We still don't know as far as, as I can tell. I know wow. they're running it down and they, they have the conversation, but the person never called back to set up the actual meeting. Well, we, you know. Frightening though. Yeah. About we were talking to some of the Blunt County Sheriff officers and i mean we were under the speculation that what if it was a kidnapping what if this guy was using this child yeah. for sex trafficking yeah. i mean there's just so many different things yeah. that could be his own child and you never know you don't sheriff swanson let me ask you a question i'm just over here kind of brainstorming uh, and listening you know to everything what what could we do <clears throat> how could we help expand ghost I, in every at least every state in the United States yeah. um, for a sheriff's department, big or small, like um, to be able to contact you guys and set something up to where it is uh, a continued education. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a close network um, across the country to be able to grow that and to grow ghosts because um, 
with, with you and Chris Hansen, it's such a, you have it down to a complete science. Honestly, you really do. And I think that everyone should be able to benefit from that and, and to grow that as a network, like I said, and, and take that kind of yeah. even further. Well, here's a couple ones. Uh, number one, Chris and I are operators. Mm-hmm. Sheriff Moon and DC, we're operators. We're right there in the thick of it. But not everybody has that ability, and I get that. Everybody wants to. But I think the platform that you have here and the platform that other people have can be that mm-hmm. expansion common denominator. I would love for maybe this podcast to be sponsored by Ghost. Not monetarily-wise, but sure, you yeah. stand for good. Yeah. And that, hey, everybody, where this podcast, don't forget, is also Ghost Certified. So not only did I make a playbook for all law enforcement across the country, a digital playbook of 12 modules that show them how to do it, Mm -hmm. and I will send people. But the GO certification program is three videos that are very, very intense, Mm -hmm. that actually have conversations of predators and people that don't know this world. Watch these three videos. They have a study guide. There's a test at the end. And you become ghost certified. So now you know what to look for. And wow. ghost, the logo, the branding, I gave you the keychain, that right. look. I want people to know when they see the Nike swoosh, they know it means just do it. Mm-hmm. When they see the golden arches, they know what's there. When you see ghost, don't come into this county. Yeah. Don't 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 think that when you see that black pickup truck with a ghost sticker on it, that I don't know what I'm looking for. Right. That's how we build ghost out, is is you have the mindset, <clears throat> the eyes to look out because Darkness does not want to be seen, right. heard, or identified. Right. That's why small dogs can keep houses safe. That's true. And so you can be that voice, and I'd be happy to partner with you. That's why I said to every sheriff, I, you know, I was given the gift to have the vision to do it, but we've been in 60 counties out of 83 in Michigan, seven states, now eight in Alabama. Right. We're just now talking two more counties in Alabama, and we're doing operations in you know California. That's what you can do is... You know, use right. your platform, Charlie Reese, in order for this this group of voices and the people that are listening now to say, you know, I know what ghost is and I'm going to be a part of it. They may not want to talk to me. Right. They may want to talk to your wife who's got a ghost sticker and now you know what to look for. Now mm. you save the life because you're connecting the dots to the sheriff to say, I've got a potential victim. Correct. That's how you be it. And, and another thing too, um, for, for, for the smaller sheriff's departments and things like that, you know, budgets and things are always an issue. There's people in that community. So if you guys are watching this, there's people in that community that love you and going to support what you guys, what you're doing. So, um, you know, do fundraisers, do things like that. Your community will support you to offset any cost of, you know, cameras or this or that or equipment that you need to better your investigations. And so there's people out there 100%. You got our back. We got your back. That's right. So, and I think you need to remember that this is a a private public mm-hmm. effort. Mm-hmm. Even in New York, right? The NYPD has a fundraiser, sure, three sixty five, and the intelligence operations that you see the NYPD do in Tel Aviv or anywhere else in the world, those are often privately funded. The gear that the special uh, teams use in NYPD is often privately funded. It takes, you know, professionals, business people, and law enforcement and government leadership to work together on this stuff. Because, you know, nobody's got a blank check. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you this, if you're a sheriff who's not doing this, then 
you're allowing those who are to push that bad element into your county. That's just reality. Can I edify you, Charlie, for a second? So don't say no. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. You know, I've been in the business long enough to know the first rejection on any sale or when you are getting a confession, once you get past that, you're 90% there. That's why we get confessions when we sell prison. When you get somebody in front of you and you're soliciting that interview to get them to say what they did, knowing they're going to go to prison, how do you do that? You just knock out their objections. The number one and two objection in sheriffs in America is I don't know how to do it and Mm -hmm. I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So when I called Sheriff Moon because Chris laid the foundation, I said, Sheriff, you got a baseline. That's all I need. We'll bring the rest. Check. Number two, I said, do you have somebody that can help fund? Just put our people up and just fly us down there. I'm not charging you for our staffing. I'm not charging you for that time away. He said, I got a guy. (laughs) And that's you. So I just want you to know that we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the heart of you. Amen. And the fact that you had built a relationship with him, and that's how it gets done. People take care of people. Well, and thank you for that. And and Mark, and and not, not just Mark, but his whole team in chief, um, over the last years, we've built a, a, a not just a relationship, but an honest friendship. That's right. Um, because law enforcement, especially now, has got this horrible view that it's not cool or it's not respected or it's not this. And at the end of the day, these guys every day, whether it be a traffic stop, whether it be a crossing guard, whether it be some, you know, e- e- all, all all levels of law enforcement at the end of the day is keeping us safe, keeping our children safe, our community well, business well, everything. And so it's the unsung heroes. And that means something to me. And, you know, we've, we, we've had that discussion many times. You know what I mean? And uh, so thank you guys, honestly, for, for keeping keeping that first. But it's our you job know. as cops to give people a reason to believe that every day because yeah, we yeah. don't help ourselves. When we're killing people in broad daylight yeah. or we're a jerk on a traffic stop or we don't follow through with a complaint yeah. and we try to make this uh, – listen, I'm the first to blame us for the mm-hmm. problems that we have. But I also know being a third-generation cop and dealing with Chris and dealing with Sheriff Moon and others that it's our job to make sure that you have a reason to believe that every day. Mm -hmm. Because I do love what I do, Mm -hmm. and I'd give my life like any other cop would, good cop. But uh, I have a duty to make sure that Blount County depths are in good favor by the work I do up there, because this is a brother-sisterhood. Yep. Oh, Mark's got a heart size this building. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I mean, mean, he really does. He... uh, the stuff he does with people and the outreach, and I won't get into too much of his personal stuff. Um, it, it's just amazing. It's very impressive. Um, and That's I'm, why sheriffs can do anything. <laughs> yeah, proud to have him, uh, you know, as our sheriff. And Chief Chief Witt is probably one of the best buck dancers. You yeah. <laughs> hey, He's demonstrate show. What is a I'll buck show dancer? You. Oh, you don't want to stick know, around? Sheriff. I'll show you. you got, <laughs> I think we're about to get a Southern education. <laughs> oh my gosh! First time I ever Alabama we'll, we'll teach you education. What, what buck dancing is? We'll take your snap. Huh? Oh, oh yeah, God. amen. That's well, right. I just That's say, right. I love getting buck naked. Or whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't I, read that. I was I was a teenager. Uh, probably 16, 17 years old, and I remember going down here to a to a, buy something from some store, and those yep. people knew my grandfather. They're like, "Are you James Moon's grandson?" I said, uh, "Yes, sir." And he goes, "Let me show you this video." 
He pulls out this back in the VHS days. He pulls out this tape and puts it in a, in a VCR and shows me this video of my grandfather butt dancing at a some. And I was like, what am I looking at? I, I know it sounds dirty. It's not. It sounds like a ghost operation. Yeah. He's like, what is this? I'm gonna have to, we're going to use that in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Buck so, Dancer 69. Yeah, Buck Dancer 69. You got to have the 69 on the end. Of yeah. Every one of these guys is a screen name. And, 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 and I love, that's a little bit of the part of the dark humor of the shows. Um you know, it's not the last, it's not a funny situation, but my favorite thing, my wife's going, she's laughing already. I love seeing. He will be rolling on the couch. Like, I, I love Emmy Award winning, world famous and investigational journalist Chris Hansen reading these chats. And I know, oh my God. Reading well, back the chats know, in front of yes. them and seeing their look right. on their face, they're already, you know, they're just screwed. Mortified. And I've got nothing but time when I'm doing it. <laughs> so they want to hurry up and get it over with. Yeah. They don't want you to. I no, they don't want to live, relive the moment. They I'll know what it. they said. They're sitting uh, there going, can you just put me in jail? Yeah. yeah. You, I don't, you don't well, have to the, And they've said that in the past. Just, yeah. just lock me up now. Yeah, just take you don't have to read it back. I said, there's some fellas want to see you yeah some people want to see you when i'm finished here but we'll get to that in a minute because you know i think it's important obviously it makes them uncomfortable right and there's some poetic justice there. sure absolutely but more important i mean anybody can walk out of a back room or from behind a curtain or jump out from the bushes and create 10 seconds of dramatic video that's easy mm -hmm. the hard part is to get the guy to sit down and talk to you sure and when i do the podcast predators i've caught you know, I go back into these transcripts. I go back and immerse myself in the interviews. And, and I was just in the studio yesterday doing the next episode. And you, you, it starts to get to you that, oh, my God, this guy was really saying this stuff. Yeah. And if he was willing to say it, he's willing to, to do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Especially when he shows up. And then he shows up. Yeah. Well, on the podcast, which is a little different than network television, you get to hear Chris actually read the chats word for word. Don't, don't repeat any of Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm, not, listen, I'm no. not going to read. I don't have I any can't listen to the podcast in my truck when I got the kids with me. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. There's a there's a parental warning. On it. But I do. It's funny because early, we've been doing the podcast now. I think we're close to 200 episodes. And I used to sanitize the, sure. the, the chats a little bit just because I was – sort of uncomfortable with it. I know younger people listen to it. And, yeah. and I had a lot of people in the audience say, don't do that. We want to hear everything. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's purient interest there. So so I do. And, and yeah. I even catch myself saying things or using a, a colorful screen name that, you know, I wouldn't speak that way at a cocktail party right. or at a, a dinner, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and but I, I think it's okay on the podcast. I think it, people it know what they're getting into and they know the subject matter, and, and people seem to respect the fact Can that I tell you how hard that is? Let, yeah. me, let me point something out here, okay? Yeah. What Chris is talking about, you can't unsay, you can't unthink. You hear it as a podcast, but he's been reading it for decades. The two chatters that I sent, Tori, Andy, and the decoy, they are moms and dads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they have to talk vile. Mm -hmm. They have to hear. They have to be seen photos and videos and... And then our decoy is doing, you know, proof of life. Yeah. And then they have to go be normal. Mm -hmm. And they do this hundreds of times in operation. See, I think that's harder that's than what tough. I what I do. That is really hard. Because, yeah. Because, you know, 
I get paid to be a bit of a ham. Yeah. You know, so I can I can play into that role, but what they're doing is the difference between a successful prosecution and Free, a, drop, yeah. a drop case, right? So not only do they have the pressure of it, I get to cover it, you know. I, people always say, do you have a background in law enforcement? I said, no, I'm not. I, I just play a cop on TV. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I have the easy part of this because I'm right. covering it. But these guys really have to do it. It's like, you know, when they when they see child porn and somebody's got to look at it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God it's not me. But somebody's got to look at it to create a prosecution. Same thing with I, I, I never want to yep. see it. Yeah, same thing. Never want to see it. Child porn <laughs> Never want to see it. I mean, yeah. you talk about law enforcement, you know, traffic stops and crossing guards. I mean, that's the fuzzy, nice stuff. Right. The deep, nasty stuff, right. the, the thousands of dead people I've seen in my life, the yeah. death mm-hmm. notifications, the, the, the detectives that are looking at child porn and listening to testimonies of, of assaults on victims mm-hmm. and the screams and body cams. And that's law enforcement. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to your decoy, whenever... We first met them at the sheriff's office. I thought one of them had brought their kid. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. That's well, why that decoy works. walked in. I was like, yeah. "You're who?" Yeah. I thought he brought his kid yeah. with him. I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. A, a call, <laughs> she looked young. A call back yeah. to a uh, real quick. A call back to uh, reading those chats. I think it's great because it's also laying out all of the truth of actually what's going on, what's well, people that, need to hear it. I think. People need to hear it because right. it hits home a little more yeah. to, to actually be like, man, I would freaking, I'm going to tell you something right now. Uh, you know, I think, I think most of us in here, all of us are dads, most of us, but you know, I, I, when I'm seeing these, creeps i'm like mm-hmm. we have two daughters i would go to jail right. I would, y'all would have to lock me yeah. up I, it, 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 and that's so hard to 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 not have to it's like i i can't imagine some of these guys okay red flag to here yeah on monday yep. this week i got a text mm-hmm. from a mother whose family owns car dealerships and they are bougie they 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 have money all right her daughter who she has had a great relationship with, talked everything with, is the sweetest thing ever. Right. Was engaging in a conversation with a guy. And when she sent me the texts, you would not believe what was coming out of her mouth mm. when she was 12 years old. Ooh. I believe that too. And how old was 100%. the guy? The guy was in his 30s and it was a chat and the we intervened before it became physical. But the mom who said, we have done everything uh-huh. to protect that. That's that's the bigger point. Here. That's the point. Yeah. I mean, here's 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 a scenario yeah. in which the child was loved, the child was educated, the child comes Protected. from a, a, a well-to-do family, and still has become the target yeah. of a predator. Yeah. Well, it's just like drugs. There's no, there's no. Well, the other poor, thing that shocks me, and, and skin doesn't matter. We've we've done some of these documentaries on on True Blue, specifically one out of uh, Genesee, mm-hmm. a fellow named Peter Pedgick. Hmm. who victimized a 12-year-old girl who was lured out of her bedroom window to meet a guy in his 20s, 26, I think, in a church parking lot. Now, they met on Instagram, right? Not some dark web, sinister spot where a child went to go be naughty and and to, to disobey her parents. On Instagram, and he knew precisely what buttons to push. Mm. And these detectives tracked it all the way down to Florida, got the security video from the hotel where he sexually assaulted her. She went to the emergency room the next day, and that's how they got the report. Found him in Florida, 
followed him, arrested him, and it turns out he admits that he had done this in two other states. So what's to stop him from coming to Blunt County, right. Alabama? Nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He'll go wherever the child is. That's right. The predator goes where the prey is. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about a while ago about that truck driver. You know, he's from yeah. California, driving across country, come, uh, found this p place to talk to this 13 or 15-year-old girl and was willing to drive 11 hours to come clean, right through town. Yeah, to Blunt County, Alabama to meet this this girl and bring his child with him. I'm going to tell you what the best thing about all this was for me was watching this from back, not even being involved in the arrest, the adrenaline rush that you get watching the handcuffs go on these guys after Chris has set them down and gone through these chat logs. And you're just like, whoa. Then you see the officers come out, put them in cuffs and walk them out. And you're just like, you're just so jazzed about it because justice hopefully will be served on people doing things like this. It's absolutely incredible. You felt, you felt like a real police, didn't you? I did for a minute there. <laughs> hey, yeah, sit around for the majority of the time for five, for five seconds of, of your heart rate going through your roof it and then the worth, adrenaline dump. It was worth every moment. <laughs> let's every be, moment. Let's be honest, guys, okay? Sheriff Swanson, you went down here for this one, but uh, Mr. Hanson, all these guys will be able to tell you. Now, for a sting operation it was set up pretty boozy look <laughs> oh yeah, yeah we were very comfortable I, I, I brought chef rob in we had a full buffet of all yeah. barbecue whatever kind of desserts that banana nice. pudding is amazing mm. uh you know arcade game look we we were we were <laughs> thank goodness there's no foot chase yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we so was full. in a food coma i ever one of it we had a so we had a good time we, we were watching everything but but the guys that were over here Man, they were still so glued. They were watching every move, every this, every that. Their communication was 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 stellar. But it's still, like I said, if, if that if that's how a sting goes down, <laughs> we're gonna have to implement. That's not a typical not all like sting, that. Charlie. No. That's not typically how it goes yeah. down. We're <laughs> we're typically, we're sitting in a car, for it, yeah. you know, with a pair of binoculars <laughs> like this for hours on <laughs> end. Or the, you know. the plumbing goes bad in the sting house, or yeah. you know, the windows don't close, or you know, you, you can't control what happens right. outside the sting house. I mean, we've had stings where a state police helicopter has been above chasing another suspect and scared everybody away. Right. We've had, right. you know, tornadoes where nobody went out that night. We've had all kinds of things, but the reality is that no matter where we do it, people are going to show up. Predators wow. are going to show up. I, I in spite of come. all the other extraneous factors. Some of your listeners right now, I guarantee you're saying, why do you talk about it? Because if you tell everybody what you're doing yeah. and when you're doing it, mm. let me assure you this. Doesn't matter. It's more important that if we talk about this, that there's a predator out there that may be listening right now that has right. not acted. Because it starts like a, an addiction. You know, It starts here to the left and it goes deep over here and you wonder how you got here because it's those micro... Micro moves, but maybe these kind of podcasts and this conversation keeps them from acting You're out. They go get right. the help. Well, I get right, Sheriff. I've had people who. Who, whenever we were advertising what we had done, people were saying, "Why are you? T I feel like you're you're giving it up, and why are you telling people this?" Because, you know, I'd really like to prevent this from happening. There you go. You know? there you go. And yeah. I get I engage my listeners on the podcast to to write in questions and to record questions, and I get more than a few. Not recorded, but written in from guys who admit that's right that they have a proclivity to want to have sex with children, mm. and they claim to have never have acted. They claim to be in deep therapy, and they work hard every day to not put themselves in the situation. And they listen to the podcast and they watch the shows, the takedown shows on True Blue, 
And they're reminded that if they don't stay disciplined, right. they could slip and do this. Mm-hmm. Now, the fact that these guys have the guts to write that letter, to send me that email, says a lot to me. Yeah, sure. And the fact that they say, at least, that the investigations and the podcast keep them or help remind them not to offend, what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. Chris, how many people have we arrested that have thanked us? Most most recently, Dr. Joswell. Yeah, Ooh. I saw that interview. Yeah. yeah. Thanked yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. And if people haven't seen that, it's 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 on True Blue. And, and Dr. Joswell is a 61-year-old physician who surfaced in a sting trying to meet a teenage girl, walked in, patted her on yeah. the behind. I, that's the one we keep trying to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A- after a very graphic chat, he was in his doctor's office, mm-hmm. a general practitioner, family practitioner. Saw 18 patients all while chatting with this decoy posing as a teenage girl, even sent wow. pictures of his private parts at, from his medical office. Drives over in his Range Rover, well-dressed, and walks in with Oreo cookies, red wine, and Coca-Cola for this child. Mm. Now, we interview him, and he has all the excuses and admits it doesn't look good and tells me all about it. And then when the <clears> deputies <throat> come in and the detectives come in to, to talk to him, he feigns a heart Pulls attack. a Fred Sanford. Yeah, pulls a Fred Sanford. <laughs> and uh, clutches his chest and goes through all that. And later, for the first time ever, agrees to do an in-depth interview with me. And he talks about his porn addiction. And he talks about how it led to getting caught in a sting and his arrest and and how he had to give up his medical license and his medical practice. And his wife stood by him and was actually there for the interview. But it it it's a it's a textbook case of a downfall of a guy who had everything going for him but couldn't control this issue. Mm. And and it's it's it was an amazing experience for me to actually do that interview. Yeah, we um we watched that. It's it's very just the other side of the coin because it's a follow-up one-on-one. Like I said, it was very interesting because I, I believe that's the first time you've ever done it, something It is like the that. first time. In, in, I, mean, I took obviously, heat for that last week. Did you know that? No. What happened? The news talked about the plea deal. Oh. And said that he got a sweet deal because why didn't you send him to prison? And I said, listen, he pled to a felony. Yeah. He pled to the misdemeanor assault. He's on the registry, not a public registry, but a what we call a public uh, non-private registry where law enforcement and government can look it up. But the thing is, he is ordered to do 200 hours of telling his story. Oh, wow. That, to me, is better than sending him yeah. away for two years because now he gets to be out there and tell a story to other people that are fighting it just for him. But. You know those right. deals I are think, done. I think you have to you have to take each case individually, yes. and I, and I'm all about locking them up and all that law law and order guy. But this is a case where they went through his phone, they went through his computer, right. and they did not find any other right. evidence of offending with anybody underage. He had met adult women online and had sexual sure. pay arrangements with, but in his he he admits he was there for a 15 year old girl. Mm. And I'm fully convinced that had we not been there Absolutely. and a girl, he, it would have gone down. He was going to do this. But what was in his mind, it was more about sex than it was sex with a 15-year-old. And again, right. I don't care. You got to face the music here. But he would not have gotten that plea agreement had he had a history of offending with children. Absolutely. And he, then you got to lock him up. He lost his medical license too, though. He had to give it up. Yep. He had to sell his, give up his practice and give up his medical license. Uh, I get what you're saying because what's more... 
Um, What's it, in the best interest of the public? Yes, because then he's being used as a vehicle to telling his own story, getting that out there, and, and that's going to deter more people because these people are all walks of life. They're not just degenerates of society. That's right. They're you know all walks of life, right? And so um, I think that's I think that's smart, honestly. But um, and that we, one doctor you got in Florida, yeah, yeah. We we like to kind of end things on a on a up note on on this show, and and so I'm going to ask the famous question, okay? And I want you guys to answer individually. All right. So I know Sheriff Swanson's also a drummer. I've been told we're going to see how <laughs> how good the chops he's got. Um, so look. This is this is a out of left field question for individual. <laughs> it's my favorite other. part of the interview. All right, <laughs> if you were trapped, Sheriff Swanson on a on a on a desert island, and you could only take one album with you, mm. what is that album going to be? Metallica. Which one? I Any mean, Metallica? Huh? Any Metallica record? No, the Black, Black Album. Black Album. Hundred <laughs> percent. Chris Hansen. Exile on Main Street. The Rolling Stones. Oh, that's that's amazing. Sheriff Moon. I have no idea. Uh, Putting you on the spot. You are because I don't know. I I mean, I love music, but I'm yeah. not just so into it that I would know the names of albums. Well, of you don't past, have to name so. an album. Just say an artist. Oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, you think on it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to have to Chief Witt. I got two answers, okay? You can only have one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right so, now, he can take Moon's answer. Yeah, 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 mine. <laughs> All right, so if I'm if I'm being me today, uh-huh. then it's going to be Shane and Shane hymns. Nobody probably knows that. But, okay, before that, I'm going to say- Is that a buck dancer? No, <laughs> no, no, no it's, it's yeah. not a buck. But before that, I would say Appetite for Destruction. Oh, Great record, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. So All for right. those of you that don't know what buck dancing are, oh. we're going to put a video up later of uh, Chief Whip doing that for you. <laughs> back to you, Mark. Uh, you, you know, I really liked Aerosmith back in the day. Yeah, there you go. Um, I really liked Guns N' Roses back in the 80s. Yep. But uh, I would have to go with maybe, and I don't like his politics, but Bon Jovi, he's also, uh, you know, yep. I liked him a lot. So You know, he's having, uh, he's having some serious uh, surgeries. He's... Uh, it's sad. Um, John he, Bon Jovi? Yeah. He, he, so <clears throat> a little bit of singer nerdism. You know, I'm a singer, but there's a, you know, your flap in your, in your throat, and it basically uh, controls your airways across your vocal cords. Well, he has lost control of that, so yeah. they're going to have to try to go in. You know, he's mm. been struggling with his voice mm. uh, probably the last five years pretty bad. Now it's really bad, so they're – they're they're talking about having to cancel tours and this and that. Oh wow! And, you know he's he's a voice of my childhood. All those guys. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. So that's sad, but uh, uh, we we wish him. Are well we gonna too. hear you guys's? Mine is uh any you know anything eighties, but but particularly just a great record sonically for me that that really um made my childhood. You know when I when any, any song off this record it make, reminds me of being a kid is songs from the big chair tears for fears <laughs> wow you, you remember everybody you know everyone wants to rule the world and yeah. all that uh great record great record that's mine what Shall about yours if i was going to say today yeah. like right now probably the new ghost album 
Oh, okay. Touche. See? Yeah. yeah. Last week, <laughs> they what you were did asking there. that question. He said, right said Fred, I'm too sexy. That's so right. I that was then. This is now. <laughs> yeah. Get it, get it right. What about you, babe? I don't answer these questions. Oh, come on now. <laughs> Anything uh, by Charlie Reese. She said, yeah. she said yeah. my record yeah. Yeah. is what it is. Anything by Charlie Reese. She said absolutely yeah. not. We know so, who runs the show. Oh, uh, right. yeah. You, so before you know. we wrap, Charlie, I yeah. want to let everybody know that uh, – they can go to True Blue now and check yes. out the investigations sure. that were done yes. here in Blunt County. Uh, there was three separate investigations. I think two of them are up now. Uh, I'm sure the third one's coming out pretty soon. But uh, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, I would recommend going and seeing them. They're really, really compelling stuff. And also, also check out the link of the Ghost Certified. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll send that. We'll to put you. it right here. On we'll, and we'll Iron Sheriff. Iron Sheriff. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Chief yeah. asked me when we was yeah. going to get on Iron Sheriff. Yes, I, I say we got. You got to got to make that happen. <laughs> right on. Not me. A him. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, guys. It's been an absolute honor and just a cool hang to have you guys in and uh well we honestly, appreciate the opportunity it was awesome look, look at that look at old look at old that, that what 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 look is that look is at those traps man it comes right off the that's, hey, like, that's, 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 that's a good, good, that's good, good like, lighting oh i know hey that's the smolder <laughs> yeah. from that's the, blue steel or magnum from, yeah. from zoolander <laughs> from zoolander yeah that guy's bored to be on tv but uh yeah he walked in and i uh, you know, when you just, hey, good to meet you. You hit somebody and, it's and like a brick wall. They hurt your hand. It's like yeah. hitting a thing of lead. I was yeah. like, all right. <laughs> That's not a Kevlar vest. Yeah, it, yeah, no, it's not. But uh, uh, Sheriff Swanson, Mr. Hansen, Sheriff Moon, Chief Witt, seriously, thank you guys for Thanks, Charlie. coming no, thank in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And doing a brief recap, we, we, we want to be careful not to, you know, uh, I want to leave enough enough stuff for for people to go to True Blue. It's t r u b l u dot com. I believe it's watchtrueblue.com. Watch yeah. Go there, check these episodes out, but also check out. The, he's got seven seasons of this, and it's is honestly when you start watching it, man, you can't stop. It, it's it's like okay, we watch probably eight or nine episodes. We had a night. watch party last week. Yeah, we do. Oh, every good. Thursday That's now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Every Thursday, a new episode comes out. Yeah. Is that correct? <laughs> Pretty so, much every Thursday. So yeah. every Thursday, her parents come over. We have the dogs and <laughs> you know whatever on the cat. We're those people. And uh, sure. And we and we watch the new episode of Take well, That. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Sheriff so, Moon is dying over here. I am He's drowning. drowning. I, I want to I mean, talk about another. I got another twenty minutes to talk. Sheriff, yeah, hey, hey, I know you're a politician, but hey, listen, let's uh. Let's literally get into um let let's talk I'm just kidding. <laughs> so look listen guys. He's sweating. Go to trueblue.com. Right. Check out Takedown with Chris Hansen. Check out Iron Sheriff. It's it's awesome as well. Sheriff Swanson, Ghost, big ups big ups to Andy up there. I know you're watching and the rest of you people. Um thank you so much. It was literally such a cool experience, cool hang um and I feel like our family's just got bigger. Amen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like and subscribe. Let us know what you want to see. If you have any questions, comments for Hanson, comment below. Comments from Sheriff Swanson. Uh, I'm going to just keep talking because Mark really has to pee. Let's talk yes. about water. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about water. No, talk, I yeah. saw that region. I love river. you and I love the show, but I'm about to just blow this joint. Okay? Listen, <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. X5 Podcast. We'll see you next week.